Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello and welcome to another episode of Blush. I'm your host, Tiva, and... For whatever reason, I feel compelled to disclose that I'm pre-recording this episode. Now, I don't usually like to break the fourth wall like this. However, given that the Super Bowl is happening before this episode comes out and I'm recording before the Super Bowl is happening, I feel like I need to disclose that now. Why that's relevant is unclear to me. I mean, we do talk about sports every fucking week. It's it's a major part of the podcast, really, sports. No, I don't know. It just it just feels odd because it's this big monumentous thing. And I don't know. I mean, did I talk about the Super Bowl last year? No. Did I talk about it the year before? No. So does it really fucking matter? No. But here's the thing. I'm recording this on Saturday because um Super Bowl. Well, you know what? It's a little bit different because I'm in Australia. So actually tomorrow Sunday, Ozzy's auntie is having a family barbecue. So I'm going to be busy with that all day. And then the Super Bowl is on Monday morning for us, which is going to be really fucking weird. It's at 10:30 a.m. and all the bars open early for the Super Bowl. So I'm really really pumped for that. You know, I um, I'm not like a massive sports kind of girly, but my favorite ex-boyfriend, this guy I dated over 10 years ago now, God, 11, 12 years ago, something like that. He is the one who like really got me into football. And then for a few years, I was this like, like really cool, kind of like watched a lot of sports center, like super sporty kind of girly. I really fell out of it in law school because our law school exams would pick up during football season. And then it really wasn't until I started dating Ozzy that I got back into football. And I mean, he's like really into sports and um, he works in sports, yada, yada. And it's I'm not like super, super into it. But to bring it full circle, that ex from 10 whatever years ago, is from Philly and was a massive Eagles fan. And at the time they had, you know, Michael Vick as their QB and Michael Vick was so good before he went to prison and he just never really was the same after prison. And listen, I am vegan. I'm not into animal abuse in any capacity. I do think it's fascinating that we had so much more energy towards Michael Vick's abusive dogs than we did to all of the pro players who are like raping women left and right. Like didn't Ben Roethlisberger like straight up rape someone? Didn't Ray Lewis like, uh, I mean, just celebrated running back of um, what's that stupid Baltimore team, <laughs> the Ravens? 
<laughs> I mean, fucking like Super Bowl MVP. Didn't he? Wasn't he involved in the murder of someone? Like, wasn't he charged with like conspiracy to commit murder? Now, I don't know the details and like innocent until proven guilty. And I believe he was not proven guilty as is exemplified by the fact that he continued playing for the NFL instead of, I don't know, being in prison. But um, yeah, I don't know where this is going. But I do kind of care about the Super Bowl. And then during that time, while I was dating that guy, who is just such an angel of a guy, he had his own personal issues, which are neither here nor there. But um, that's when their coach went to Kansas City Chiefs and he's there right now. So it's going to be an, and like everyone keeps talking about other things about the Super Bowl, but no one is talking about the fact that the Kansas City Chiefs coach was the Eagles coach for the longest time. And he's like widely considered to be one of the best coaches in pro sports, I believe. I don't know. Again, I'm not that big of a sports girly. So um, moving right along. So yeah, um, Sunday, I have the family barbecue that Ozzy's auntie is organizing. Also, if it's your first time listening to the podcast, this might be a very jarring introduction. Ozzy is what we call my boyfriend. He is not named Ozzy. He is Australian, though. And I'm currently in Australia with him and his entire family, but I usually reside in New York City, which is super relevant to the podcast in zero ways. Um, Just a quick catch up of my life. Um, But yeah, so then Monday morning, we have the football. And then Tuesday morning, Ozzy is taking me to Tasmania, which if you're not familiar with, which I was not until more recently in my life, is a tiny island off the southeastern-ish coast of Australia. It's part of Australia, but um, it is not connected by land to the mainland. And it's supposed to be absolutely stunning. What I would recommend doing right now as you're listening is Google Blue Lake Tasmania, like fucking wild. You know what I wonder? So I have like reoccurring dreams where I go to the same place in my dream all the time and it's an island. And every time I go there in my dream, I'm like, this is the most beautiful place I've ever been in my entire fucking life. Like, how have I never been here before? And then I always wake up and I'm like, okay, like where the fuck is this place? I wonder, and I'll be honest, you know, next week after I'm back from Tasmania, if Tasmania looks like the place in my dream, like I'm just so, so curious. Yeah, look that up. It's supposed to be like absolutely stunning. It's not like a super kind of pop in place. It's more like naturally beautiful. Um, And I never had heard of it. The first time I heard of it was last year when I was on my flight over from New York to um, Sydney. I was on a Qantas flight, which is in an Australian airline, and I don't know, towards landing, they were, like, showing all these, like, scenes of Australia is what I was going to say. I guess, like, coastlines of Australia on the little TV, and all of, like, the most beautiful shorelines were in Tasmania, and I remember landing, and I was like, yo, where the fuck is Tasmania? Because apparently it's, like, the most beautiful place on the face of the planet, and then I found out it's a different island, and it's, like, far south, and here is what you might have an issue with, or at least I have an issue with as someone from the Northern Hemisphere. When you go south, In the southern hemisphere, you get cold because you're getting further away from the equator. Now, I really fucked this up last year when I was in Australia and we went down to Barrel, 
um, which is where Ozzy's mom's side of the family is from. So we were going to see his grandma and I was like, oh, it's further south. It's going to be so much warmer. I turned out to be super wrong and I was cold as fuck the entire time I was down there. Anyway, other life updates. Um, If you listened to last week, if you did not, I recommend going back and listening to my entire travel adventures because uh, it was kind of like a therapy session for me, honestly, to talk about it. But I talked about how I was having all these issues. Well, I had all these issues getting here. But then like with the luggage specifically, basically to recap, I called American Airlines, which is where I initially checked my luggage in. And they were like, oh, we handed your luggage off to Qantas. And I was like, beautiful, stunning. Thank you so much. I called Qantas and they were like, oh, we handed your luggage off to United. And I was like, "Okay, excellent. Thank you so much. And I called United and they're like, Qantas has your luggage. And I was like, okay, we've run into a bit of an issue. So basically, I was like doing all these phone calls every day to the point where like one day last week, I just like snapped, like I just snapped. I was like, I can't take this anymore. And everyone like would want all these like numbers of like claims that I was like supposed to have gotten at the airport. And I didn't get any sort of number at the airport. I mean, they did give me some sort of United Airlines number, but that number doesn't even work. Um, But then like Qantas kept wanting some kind of number. And I was like, well, I don't have that number. So I don't know like what to tell you so finally Ozzy decided to like take over because I just like couldn't take it like I would just have like full breakdowns and it wasn't even so much over the luggage I mean part of it was the fact that I didn't have contacts and I like couldn't see so that was kind of driving me crazy but it was this bigger theme of the fact that like I wasn't being helped. Like I just like the like, people didn't care. They were like being so bureaucratic and like not listening to my story. That was really, really triggering me. So Ozzy started taking over probably to like preserve his own sanity because I was acting so, like such a massive, massive cunt. And then one day last week, I had a ton of work to do and he It's hard to explain why exactly, but he dropped me off at his brother's house and his brother's house was empty. It was just his mom. So it was like me and my mom, his mom sitting in me sitting and doing work, her watching TV. I took a massive shit at some point because if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I have like massive constipation issues and I like finally had to poop. So I was like, and I have such a hard time pooping. Like I have a hard time peeing. Like I will sit down on a toilet and like not pee for minutes sometimes. I mean, it in the past, it used to be so bad. It would be like 45, 50 minutes. Sometimes like my legs would go numb just sitting on the toilet waiting to pee. Like that is psychotic. And Ozzy pointed out that I've gotten a lot better with the pee stuff, but I still have such issues with the poo stuff. And so I like enter the house and Ozzy leaves and I'm like, yeah, I have a ton of work to do. And then I was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And she's like, okay. And I was like, I wait a second. I go, I might be a while. And she was like, okay. And I was like, I have to poo. And she's like, okay. And I was like, it just, it takes me a while. And she's like, that's okay. It takes me a while too. Like, please like take your time, whatever you need to do. But like psychosomatically, it just helps me because otherwise I just sit on the toilet and I get so anxious. And part of what I used to freak out about with peeing, honestly, especially in social situations, like I would like go sit on the toilet and like psych myself out or not be able to pee. And part of it was because I was like, oh my God, people are going to think that I'm taking like a massive poo. Um. Anyway, so I poo. It really wasn't massive, but I was on the toilet for a while. I come back and we're like chit-chatting and then in the middle of us chit-chatting all of a sudden I was like 
oh my god I'm so nauseous and I ran off and I threw up and the reason I threw up is like I don't know what's going on with my tummy but lately I can't hold my probiotic down like it's the strangest thing and you're supposed to take it on an empty stomach and I've been taking it for years and had no issues and like lately I just cannot hold it down so I think I need to just like take it with breakfast because I don't know what the fuck's going on anyway I'm sure she had a wonderful impression it was my first time seeing her since I've been back since last year so like literally first time like let me poo for 45 minutes and then I talked to her for three seconds and then I'm like let me go vomit and then I come back she's probably like yo are you okay <laughs> like what is going on Anyway, so the reason Ozzy drops me off, he's like, you have work to do anyway. Why don't I just go to the airport? Now, keep in mind, the airport is like an hour away, at least. And I was like, are you sure you want to do that? Because based on these phone calls, I don't think you're going to have any success. You're just going to be driving for two hours for nothing. And he's like, I just it's going to drive me crazy. You're doing work anyway. Like, why don't I just go and like like scope the situation out in person? And we we're like, OK, what are you going to do if... They're like, well, you aren't Heva, like, obviously, because you're a white man and not that my name really shows gender, but you can definitely tell I'm not white by the name. But, you know, we had told them on the phone so many times that I had medication in the back, which is true. I did have medication in the back. Um so he's like, I'm just going to say you're too sick to come because of the medication in your bag. So he goes, I'm doing work. I'm not even like paying attention. At some point, I realize like he's been gone for an hour. And then I and I'm like, OK, well, he should be like getting to the airport now. And then I realize he's been gone for two hours. And then I realize he's been gone for three hours. And I'm just like not saying anything, not trying to like stress myself out, just like focusing. I really did have a lot of work. So, you know, I'm just like focusing on the work, whatever. And then at some point while we're in the middle of talking, he calls me and he's like in tears. He's like, I have your back in my hand. I'm rolling it out of the airport as we speak. So he comes back and we're like, oh, my God, what happened? And he's just like not talking about it. It's like a fight club situation. He's like, no, no, no we're not even going to talk about it. Let's just like go get a drink and celebrate. And I'm like crying like my fucking hero. Also, at the same time, I realized like he has been at the airport for hours going through like God knows what to get my bag. Like I have to be nice to him now you know like it was almost to the point where I was like god I wish he hadn't gotten it because really could have used another few days of being cunty I should have said also like I was leading up to my period during all that so it was just like a massive shit show of like everything coming together but um but yeah my fucking hero he just like he went he like kept being directed around everywhere United and Qantas kept bouncing him back and forth like uh he had to wait for like at some point like a full hour for some to show up at this Qantas place but finally he like encountered a couple of really good people and this like one lady at United was like okay listen the instant someone shows up at Qantas call me I will come also so that you don't keep getting this runaround between like oh no United has it Qantas has it I know wow in my entire fucking life this has never happened the computer just shut down in the middle of me recording and I obviously lost my shit and I took it out on my favorite person to take things out on my boyfriend okay <laughs> via texting him to complain <laughs> anyway um we're just gonna pick right up so 
the Qantas, so finally he like gets good people. He's let into this like Qantas backspace where there's bags and they're like, what does it look like? And he's like, it's silver. He shows them a picture. Not that I'm like taking photos of my luggage, but like shows a picture from the manufacturer. And then, um, you know, they like, there's nothing in that room. They take him into another room. There's nothing in that room. They take him into another room. Finally, he sees it. He grabs it. They like he starts crying. He's like, can I buy you flowers like my girlfriend? Like she's had the most horrendous like experience getting here. And then on top of this, like this happens, yada, yada, yada. Um, You know, I'm just like so happy that like finally, you know, she has the bag. She's going to be happy. And I'm like, oh, shit. Now I have to be nice to him. Um, No, but like I love this man so much. And the fact that you know, he would like inconvenience himself so much for really days, just like dealing with them on the phone so that I don't have to deal with it so that I don't have to stress with it. Like all this stuff. Like I love this man. Okay. Anyway, so I have my luggage and now I have no excuse for being a massive cunt anymore. And that's fun for really everyone, I guess, other than me. Um, okay, moving right along. Um, I have another big important life uh, announcement, I guess is the right word for it. So um, I have decided that I want children, not right now, but at some point in the future, I would like to have children. And the reason that this came about was because I... So yesterday we went, we met up with Ozzy's friend at the beach. Actually, if you're a longtime podcast listener, you might enjoy this little factoid. Ozzy's friend who we met up with is also friends with Van Guy. How did this happen? It's a, it's, that's just New York dating for you, baby. So um, this guy and his partner have two children now. They, the first child is 16 months old. I'd met him last year when he was, I don't fucking know. <laughs> you do the math. Um, when he was like, I don't know, how old was he? If he's 16 months old now and it was like a month from now. So like he would be 15 months minus 12, three months. Does that sound right? Yeah, I don't know. Um, anyway, they have a second child now who is four weeks old. I was less impressed by her, but, you know, she's a four week old little baby. Um super, super cute. Like she didn't even cry the entire time, but like she wasn't really doing much. But that 16 month old child won my heart over. And specifically, this is how actually, let me backtrack a little bit. So I've been a bit of like a sporty girly since I've been in Australia. I just like really have noticed the mental health effect that movement has on me. Plus, thanks to Dr. Dahlia, everyone's like favorite guest. Well, Dr. Dahlia and Stella are like everyone's favorites, right? Um, So Dr. Dahlia, Dahlia has, you know, really like railed in me. (laughs) I don't know if that's the right phraseology, the importance of exercise for my mental health, for, you know, my like I'm definitely on the ADHD spectrum, as I would argue as everyone for emotional, whatever, for everything, really Um, like osteoporosis prevention. Like my mom is really teetering at the edge of osteoporosis. So I need to be careful with all those things. For all these various reasons, I've really been trying to focus on movement, but especially like a form of movement that's fun for me, right? So Ozzy and I love to shoot hoops 
dates together. And by that, I mean, uh, on after our first date, Ozzy texted me and he's like, do you want to go shoot hoops? And I was like, there's literally nothing that I want to do less, but I like you so fucking much that I guess I'll say yes. Um, and he's kind of like gotten me into it because I like and I enjoy seeing how I've improved. And one thing I've noticed since I've been shooting hoops is that I shoot sometimes even better with my left hand than I do with my right hand. And I think I was meant to be a lefty. And I just love like hypothesizing about all the places I could have gone in life if my mom had just let me be a lefty instead of trying to train me into being a righty. But that's neither here nor there. Anyway, I shot more with my right hand. And I remember saying like, I really need to even out my hands. Anyway, so we meet up with Ozzy's friend at the beach. At some point, this little six... 16 month old like wants me to pick him up and I pick him up and I'm like I've been resting on my left arm because that's just like what feels intuitive to me and so I'm like holding him for a really long time and at some point I go to put him down and he wants to go up again and I'm telling you for like an hour and a half Every time I'd put him down, he just wanted to go back into my arms. And like I would like just take him completely away from his parents. Like at some point we were like, I don't fucking know, like a hundred meters away, like on the beach. I don't know. I'm actually like really bad with directions. I'm really bad with so many like spatial things. Like one time last year when I was in Australia, we were at um, a rugby league game and someone was like, how many people do you think are in the stands? And I was like, oh, I'm not good at these things. Like if you told me there are like a hundred people here, I would believe you. If you told me there are 10,000 people here, I would also believe you. Like I have zero spatial intelligence. Like it's actually kind of shocking. Um, So yeah, I don't know. We were away. Like his parents were not within eyesight and he like literally didn't care. Like it was so wild to me, like how independent this child is. But I had never experienced the feeling of like being chosen by a child like that. I mean, yeah, like my dog loves me and I've definitely met other dogs that love me. And that's why I fucking love dogs probably, right? Like, and I want like a million dogs, but I'd never experienced like the, what it would feel like for a human child to just like love you. Like this child loved me. I even at some points would give him back to his parents and he would like cry wanting to get back into my arms. And I was like, of course, of course, like my arms are literally going to fall off, but I will do it for you because like I've never experienced love like this. Like what a fucking honor that this child wants to be in my arms, that this child is choosing to be in my arms. I'd never experienced that before. And in that moment, I was like, wow, I could have a kid. And like, I used to be like vehemently against having kids. And then I kind of turned around to it to the point where I was like, okay, like, I mean, like, I think Ozzy really would be such a good dad. And I think he'd be like disappointed if he didn't have a kid. So like, could I do it? Sure. But do I really want to No. to the point where I was like, I know I want a kid like I want this feeling. Plus, there are other perks of parenthood that people do not talk about. Number one, it is a stellar workout. When I tell you my arms have never been so fucking tired in my entire life, like I'd have to switch arms. But like I said, it just felt more intuitive and natural 
on my left arm. And you know, how, like when you say like make plans and God laughs or like some saying like that, it's like I asked to even out my right and left arms and God was like, oh, I have the right workout for you, you little bitch. Like you are going to be carrying a child for hours and you will feel more fatigued on that left arm than you could even humanly conceive of. Like my abs were sore because I had to stabilize myself. At some point I like knelt down because I thought he might want to like walk in the sand, but he didn't want to. So then I had to like get back up while carrying him. And I didn't think I was going to be able to do it. Like I quite literally did not think I was going to be able to do it. Like I was freaking out, but because I was carrying him, like, what could I do? I had no choice but to, like, carry him. You know what I mean? So I, like, I just, like, I had to, like, really summon all of my inner strength. Like, if you're a longtime podcast listener, it reminded me of the time that I yanked that cat photo off the wall when I was out on a date with some guy who, I don't remember what kind of fucking nickname I had for him. Really nice guy, though. I wonder how he's doing. Um, Anyway. <laughs> moving right along but I really had to summon like all of my glute strength that I've ever had to like stand back up while carrying this like magical being of a child and and people respect you more when they think you're a parent that is something I learned at some point I was carrying him and I was just like walking around and there was this like guy carrying his child and we kind of gave each other this like kind of parent nod like oh yeah like I know how it is you know like I could tell the way people looked at me like oh my god look at this like young tiny mother just like making it work with her son and I was like yes she is yes she is and they're like it's just like I could tell people respected me more so in conclusion there are three perks of parenthood that no one has ever talked about before, at least to me. Number one, the feeling of being chosen and loved by this child. Number two, the workout that it is. No one talks about the workout that being a parent is, but it is the best workout I've ever experienced. Literally, I was like, yo, I've been trying to train more. Like, do you guys want to do this like three, four times a week? I mean, it is better than any gym workout I've ever had. Number three, the way people respect you. Now, if these are not three reasons to have a child, I don't know what fucking is. So in conclusion, I've decided that I'm going to, well, I want to have a kid. Again, I'm not going to say I'm going to because like, who knows? Like, it's so hard. And we know that I have not had a very strong history with um, menstruation, so who knows if I'd even be capable of it. But I've decided that I want a child. For the first time ever, I had the feeling of wanting the child. Now, has that feeling fleeted? Yes, but I felt it. So that's a good sign. Again, I don't want a child right now, but in the future, I would like a child. Okay, um, moving right along. I would like to talk for a second about Black History History Month, not History Month. Um, it's Black History Month. Um, it has been since before last episode, I believe, but I have not acknowledged it. Um, part of why I haven't acknowledged it, if I'm being like completely honest, um, number one, I like wasn't entirely sure what to say. Number two, I just didn't want it to give like black square on Instagram, you know, June of 2020 vibes. Like I didn't want it to feel like performative or like virtue signaling or things like that. That being said, I do think like number one, I want any black listeners that I have to feel seen 
because this is important. And number two, I want all of my other listeners to also know that this is important. So I was doing um, some research on Black History Month and um, I want to talk a bit about the history and then the present and some other stuff. So Black History Month started with Black History Week in 1926. Um, It was celebrated the second week of February. And it was chosen to be that week because Abe Lincoln's birthday was on February 12th and Frederick Douglass's birthday was on February 14th. And they are two famously iconic figures in Black liberation. Um, the, it started as a celebration of the accomplishments of black people in American history. It wasn't until 1969 that black educators at Kent State University suggested that black, that it should be black history month. And the first celebration of it being black history month was in 1970. And then in 1976, president Ford declared that black history week would become black history month. Now, in the United States, the Association for the Study of African-American Life and History, the ASALH, designates a theme for each Black History Month each year. So last year, the theme was Black Health and Wellness. This year, the theme is Black Resistance. Um, Black Resistance acknowledges how Black people have resisted so many forms of historic and ongoing oppression, not repression, sorry. Um, I'm just like so stressed constantly now that my computer is going to shut down again that I'm like mildly distracted, but I'm just going to let that go for now. Um, Anyway, given that Black History Month started really with celebrating the accomplishments of Black people in American history, I do want to acknowledge some inventions by Black people that we use in our everyday lives that are quite literally integral to us as a society, as a culture that we might not were we might not know were invented by Black people. Number one, the stoplight. So every single day when you're driving your car and you don't get in a fucking car accident, you know who you have to thank for that? Black people. Video game consoles, all you Twitchers out there. Is that what it's called? Twitch? Stitch? I don't fucking know. (laughs) You have black people to thank for that. Peanut butter. Peanut butter. Are you fucking kidding me? Peanut butter didn't exist without black people. It's a massive part of American culture. What is American culture without PB&J? What is American culture without Crustables? Thank you, Black people, for that. Um, Black people also made significant contributions to modern blood banks. Pretty fucking big deal. Clothes dryers, irons, and lawnmowers. And I do want to quickly address the Super Bowl, which brings it right back to the fact that it hasn't happened yet as I'm recording this, but it will have happened by the time this comes out. So A, Rihanna is performing, which is a big deal. Also, I'm sure you've heard this is the first Super Bowl with two black quarterbacks and what I've heard less, but I do want to quickly shout out Mackenzie Green, who is like one of my favorite people on the face of this fucking planet. If you don't know her, um, she was was in the Miss USA pageant. She was Miss DC. Um, She now has like a thriving business of her own. And her dad is like one of the most iconic people in the civil rights movement. And um, I'm proud to call her a friend, although we've quite literally never met. And the fact that I call her a friend is like low-key kind of creepy. Like, 
I don't know what's wrong with me mentally, but in my head, I like think we're best friends. Like, I just think she would love me if she knew me. We have talked. I just want to say it's not like fully psychotic. Like we have talked, but I just think like if we hung out, she would really, really like me. I listened to her on a show that I'm obsessed with. So like I know her and like her interests really well. And I think that they kind of over okay this is getting so creepy let's just like move right along um anyway I know this fact thanks to her so I just do want to shout her out real quick um Nicole Lynn is the first black woman agent to represent an NFL quarterback in the Super Bowl. She represents the Eagle quarterback, Jalen Hurts. And to bring it full circle to the beginning of this show, I am rooting for the Eagles in the Super Bowl because that's really how I got into football. Also, they're in the same division as the Washington sports team. I don't know that they have a name beyond that because they had an incredibly offensive name before that, but then they're in the same division. So, you know, okay, let's move along from that. But I do want to, you know, just kind of acknowledge that. And um, I think that this could be a good time for all of us to like really think about how we are allies to people that are different than us, specifically black people, because in America, black people have seen I mean, oppression that's unlike any other. And even if you're like part of some other minority group, like as I am, I think the privilege really is kind of like on a spectrum. I think all things in life are on a spectrum, right? I think ADHD is on a spectrum, autism's on a spectrum, like attachment styles, which we talk about a lot on this show, is on a spectrum, and privilege is on a spectrum, right? So, like, do I have maybe like necessarily white privilege? No. But I have a lot of other types of privilege and one that if you're not black, you do have specifically in America, I would say, is not black privilege. Um, Okay, I'm going to move along from that because, yeah, um, I've kind of said like everything that I have, like the capacity to say. But um, if you have any feedback on this, because I do... (sighs) I, like, I'm worried that I'm, like, not doing this important topic the justice that it deserves. Like, please do. Like, I'm always open to constructive feedback. Um when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, so I just heard on Aussie Radio the other day and I did some research in this. There is a, by the way, this is just a jarring transition, but here we are. There's a study on the correlation between sports cars and penis size. And the results, in my opinion, were the least shocking thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, So some psychologists from the University College London, 
I believe that's what it's called, studied 200 men, and they found that men with smaller than average penises wanted sports cars more. Is this surprising? No, it's quite literally the least shocking thing I've ever heard. Now, does that mean that everyone with a sports car has a smaller than average penis size? No, but I do think that we live in a society that really like, I don't know, like kind of like reveres bigger penises. Although I've been to a lot of museums and apparently this is like age old. Like I've seen artifacts from Egypt where they were just like making sculptures of men with like gigantic dicks like the size of like their entire torsos so apparently this goes back as far as we know in human history quite frankly but like I can see how if you have a smaller penis you have some kind of inferiority complex and you need to compensate for that by having a sports car so yeah kind of interesting that there's a study on this. In other bits of news, um, Tinder just came out with some safety updates. There are three things that they updated. One, there's incognito mode. So if you go on incognito mode, it will only show your profile to people you've swiped right on. Number two, you can block people you've swiped left on from showing up in your feed again. Apparently, this was not a thing before. And number three, if you long press on a profile, it will block them for bad behavior. Now, my personal safety tips for dating apps in general, Tinder aside, uh, number one, always meet in a public place. Never, ever, ever meet at someone's house. This should go without saying, but I'd be shocked at how often I hear people do this. Number two, never give your address or any other sort of like very specifically identifying details. Like don't let the dude get you an Uber to your first date. You don't know this person. And frankly, I think these tips apply whether you meet on a dating app or in person, by the way. And number three, always tell someone else that you're going on a date and share your location with them and have like a check-in time scheduled and let them know if they don't like if they don't hear from you by the check-in time, they should check in with you. And if you don't respond, they should call the police. And guess what? If you're like, you know, touching privates or whatever, just remember that you had that check-in time scheduled because like your safety is a lot more important than, you know, touching peepees on the first date. Not that I'm judging that at all. I'm just saying like, these are just kind of basic safety tips. Okay. So this episode comes out on Valentine's Day. And as I've talked about now 450 times, I'm recording it before Valentine's Day. Um, I don't personally like really fuck with Valentine's Day that hard. Like I don't really care about it. Um, my worst Valentine's Day was when I was a senior in high school and I was dating this guy and he was a year older than me. He went to a local community college as like he was like Persian. I was like really in the Persian community when I was in high school. And a lot of like people in the Persian community went to this local community college. Anyway, we went to the same gym. We were kind of like like I went to a lot of like Persian club nights and like concerts and shit like that. Um, So we were kind of like roughly in the same social scene. But we like really started hanging out more because we went to the same gym and we'd like go to like the spa together, like the gym spots, like a jacuzzi um after working out whatever um and then we kind of started dating um so yeah we were it was it was uh, 
Here's why it was my worst Valentine's Day. And I think actually, like, I talk a lot about my anxious attachment style. Also, if you're new to the podcast or don't know about attachment styles, attachment theory is a branch of psychology that talks about, like, human interactions, basically, and um, why people kind of attach in different ways, like their level of comfort with intimacy and connection and things like that. And uh, at the same time, like separation and independence. And I always talk about like, I had fearful attachment style, which I fearful avoidant or disorganized, which is kind of a combination of both having like anxious attachment and avoidance. Um, So like, really, I was like high on both ends of the spectrum. I talk a lot about the anxious side and how that presented like I would, you know, like really lose my mind if I wasn't hearing from a guy regularly, like I would like lose my mind if I was waiting on a text, like clinginess, neediness, things like that. I don't often talk about the avoidant side of me because the avoidant side of me was always less of an issue because it was always like kind of like what I wanted to be, right? I kind of wanted to be that cool kind of detached kind of girl. So the avoidance wasn't like what really bothered me. It was the anxiety what really what was the oh my God, the anxiety really bothered me. But this is a good example of my avoidance really showing itself. So basically like, I'm not like super into like traditional romance, like just like romance to me means different things. Like what's like most romantic to me is like, like when like Ozzy and I make like dumb sounds at each other and like laugh at like dumb shit that we say. Like to me, that's so fucking romantic. Like one of the most romantic things ever that's ever happened to me was um when this podcast like was kind of first starting, I talked about like one of the most romantic things a guy had done for me. It was like a guy friend of mine, like years and years prior he um like wrote this inside joke of ours in sidewalk shock outside my front door and at the time I was like seeing Ozzy this was like kind of early stages and um he would listen to the podcast and so the night before he came back to Australia for work it was like January of 2021 um he stayed at my place and he left at like 6 a.m for the airport and when I so I stayed in bed and when I got up for the morning to walk my dog I saw that he had written an inside joke of ours in sidewalk talk outside of my door because he had listened to that episode where I talked about that. That's like the most fucking romantic thing a guy has ever done for me. Like when I tell you my heart like completely melted and like leaked out of my asshole, like I can't, I can't. Anyway, so like I'm not into like the traditional forms of romance really. Um, so, and this guy and I had been together for like a month, by the way, at this point. So I like, you know, he's like, what do you want to do for Valentine's day? And I was like, whatever, I can just like come over and we can hang out. I didn't think it was a big deal. I like probably came over straight from school. Right. I walk in, he's in a suit. There's like romantic music playing. There are roses everywhere. There's chocolates and like it made me so uncomfortable. So like I like was like borderline hyperventilating. And he gave me like a Build-A-Bear teddy bear, which was cute. Like Build-A-Bear is cute, whatever. Thank fucking God I didn't realize this at the time. Or I think I would have like, like just like shat my stomach out. <laughs> also, I love all these like references to things coming out of my butthole when we all know what a constipated bitch I am and like nothing comes out of my butthole, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I found out months later, the teddy bear had like in Build-A-Bear, you could put in like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a 
it's probably not hard to describe, but like a thing where you press a button and it makes a sound. And so the teddy bear had a thing in it that said, I love you. And like we'd been together for a month. We had not said I love you to each other. And this teddy bear was saying I love you like a fucking robot out of my nightmares. Again, I didn't know at the time where I would have fucking lost it. But yeah, I was I, I was like more uncomfortable than I've ever been in my entire life. So that was my worst Valentine's Day. Um, some of my favorite Valentine's Days were in law school. One of our like friends lived in an undergrad fraternity house. It's hard to explain why. And he organized these like Valentine's Day parties in the fraternity basement. And I remember saying, I want to go to a fraternity basement every every valentine's day until the day i die because like to me like that's what's fun like it's like forced romance isn't fun like doing like a fucking like a hundred dollar pre fee pre fee that's how you pronounce it right a menu at a restaurant that's like super overpriced and you have to make reservations way ahead of time like it's not fun like that shit to me is not fun but like going to a dive bar is fucking fun now this is actually my first valentine's day with ozzy in person because two years ago we weren't even technically together he came back here we weren't even in touch that much and then i dated band guy last year we were absolutely together but we were like physically apart he was in australia i couldn't even come because the borders weren't open um so this is our first valentine's day physically together and he's taking me to tasmania um so yeah that's gonna be super exciting i'm pumped um but again it's like the valentine's day uh, the valentine's of it in and of itself doesn't mean that much to me now, I do want to talk a bit about Valentine's Day. Um, it is believed that the origins are from a Roman festival called, I'm definitely going to fuck this up. I pronounce everything wrong. It's Lupacalia? Lupacalia? I don't know how it's pronounced. It's L-U-P-E-C-A-L-I-A. It was celebrated in mid-February. It celebrated the coming of spring. It also included some fertility rituals. It paired women off with men via lottery. It was like quite brutal. They sacrificed goats and dogs, and I believe they wiped women's bodies with bloody animal hides. Um, now, I have a quote from one of the many articles that I read. At the end of the 5th century, Pope Gelasius, I don't fucking know how to pronounce this shit, okay? I'm sorry, English is my third language. Uh, forbid, oh, the first, forbid the celebration of Lupercalia. Oh, sorry, there may have been an R in there. I'm not entirely sure. And is sometimes attributed with replacing it with St. Valentine's Day. But the true origin of the holiday is vague at best. Valentine's Day did not come to be celebrated as a day of romance until about the 14th century. Um, which I guess is fitting because it's it's February the 14th, right? Or am I wrong on that? God, I don't even fucking know. Now, there were many Christian martyrs named St. Valentine. So it's actually really unclear who Valentine's Day is named after. And there are a lot of different theories. And I'm not going to bore you with that because quite frankly, I just didn't have the attention span to read the rest of the various articles. But regardless, I just want to say the origins of this holiday are number one, brutal, number two, violent, and number three, misogynistic. So like, fuck this day, fuck Valentine's Day, and um, let's stop getting in our heads about it. But in honor of Valentine's Day, I do want to discuss ways that you can show yourself more love because whether you're single or in a relationship, Self-love really is the foundation of everything. And um, 
these four things that I have are actually all rooted in neuroscience. And I think it's so interesting. And I'm really going to talk about what happens in your brain. So number one, masturbate. (laughs) Now I have some interesting science about what happens to your brain during an orgasm. So there is no specific part of your brain. Like there's no like orgasm center of your brain, but almost the entire brain is activated by an orgasm. It is the only activity known to humankind that lights up so many parts of the brain. And there are four neurochemicals that are released in the brain during orgasm. Number one, oxytocin. It is a chemical responsible for bonding. It feels good. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the drug Oxycontin that ruins a lot of people's lives, but it is actually actually named after oxytocin. Um, And, you know, oxycontin, I'm sure is like super fucking fun. And that's why people do it and like ruin their entire lives over it. I would really, really recommend steering clear of it. Oxycodone included, which is the generic name for Percocet. Um, Really, opiates are actually like really, really fucking bad for you. And obviously, they're like completely necessary in a situation where you're in like severe, like pain to the point where you're close to dying, but any pain short of that, I would advocate not using opiates at all. But that's just my two cents as someone who has seen quite a few people die from opiate addictions. Moving right along. Number two, um, dopamine. I talk about dopamine a lot on this podcast. It is a feel-good chemical. It is one that's like really motivating. It's one that I feel like I'm often low in. And yeah, it's just like it gives you that spark. Um, Specifically, dopamine is released in the ventral tegmental area, which is a part of the brain that communicates with other areas to assess how well your human needs are being met. Um, Number three, vasopressin. It is another feel-good chemical, and it also regulates blood pressure. And number four, endocannabinoids, which is a natural painkiller that makes you feel euphoric. Endo is a prefix that means internal. So endocannabinoids are like your internal pot. So like if you like to be kind of like a stoner kind of girly, um, you would really fuck with endocannabinoids. Oh, sorry. And the fifth um, neurochemical release during orgasm is serotonin. It makes you feel relaxed. It makes you feel good. And it can also really help you sleep. Um Of these five neurochemicals, vasopressin and oxytocin are both considered the quote-unquote love hormones. They are both released by both genders, but women appear to be quote-unquote more sensitive to oxytocin and men appear to be quote-unquote more sensitive to vasopressin. Now, what exactly that means, I don't know because again, she is on the ADHD spectrum and she did not have the attention span to read this much more. And I was like really like doing like full scientific studies on this, guys. Um, more on orgasms in the brain. The orbifrontal orbifrontal cortex of the brain is inhibited during heavy arousal, and the orbifrontal cortex is um, the region of the brain responsible for impulse control and decision-making. This is not terribly surprising. It can explain things like cheating, um, sexual encounters that we regret, and making weird sex sounds. (laughs) Also, um, reaching orgasm is very mental, and if under stress, it's very normal to have trouble switching off like the overthinking and reaching orgasm. 
orgasm, which again, you did not need me to tell you that because I'm sure all of us have experienced this all the time. It's kind of like a bit like pooping for me or yawning or sneezing. If I get to in my head, I can't fucking do it. Um, and that is why I had to announce to Ozzy's mom that I was going to take a little poo <laughs> while the two of us were together alone in her other son's house. Um, what a weird, weird afternoon in my life that was. Now, in general, orgasm has many health benefits um, that stem from these brain activities that I was just talking about. It can alleviate pain. Obviously, we just went over how that it would do that. It can help concentration. Um, it can help conception. If you're trying to conceive, you do really want the woman to have an orgasm because it quite literally physically draws in the sperm. It helps boost immunity. Um, like it can increase your levels of white blood cells. White blood cells help fight off infection. It can boost heart health. Um, studies show that people who regularly orgasm will experience lower levels of hypertension and most other cardiovascular diseases. It makes you feel happier, which obviously makes sense given the release of all the neurochemicals that we just talked about, particularly dopamine and serotonin. It can help create a deeper connection with yourself and with others. Again, oxytocin and vasopressin are largely responsible for that. It, um, can help you focus. Again, makes sense given all the brain activity we just talked about. Studies show that orgasms lead to better focus and ability to think through problems. It can decrease stress levels. Again, given all the neurochemical activity we just talked about, that makes sense. Less anxiety, hello serotonin, and better sleep. Again, serotonin is responsible for that. Okay, the number two way that you can show yourself more love this Valentine's Day or outside of Valentine's Day, regardless of when you're listening to this, based on neuroscience is buying yourself flowers. Now, obviously, like flowers are largely associated with Valentine's Day, but there is like real brain science that backs this up. So studies show that viewing flowers releases oxytocin, dopamine, and serotonin. Now, we just talked about this, but these neurochemicals can make you happier. They provide stress relief. They create lovey feelings. They can help you sleep and they can help Help you feel more excited and motivated with life. A 2020 study found that even looking at images of flowers down-regulated negative emotions, decreased elevated blood pressure, and decreased elevated cortisol levels. FMRI imaging showed that viewing flowers reduces activation in the amygdala. The amygdala is the part of the brain that activates the fight or flight response, aka the sympathetic nervous system, and that signals to your body to prepare for danger. So essentially, viewing flowers helps you relax and know that there's safety and you're okay. It also helps you get in your rest and digest, so it would help you sleep, it would help you um, have better digestion and all of those things. And there are other studies on um, the effects of flowers and the brain. And these other studies show that receiving flowers improves mood for at least three days after the event. Receiving flowers elicits positive social behavior. What does that mean? I'm not entirely sure, but I will say Ozzy buys me flowers quite regularly. And I would imagine it's his way of ensuring that I act less cunty towards him. And other studies show that receiving flowers elicits positive mood and improved memory, including in elderly people. 
Um, the number three way that you can show yourself love this Valentine's Day or whenever you are listening to this, because it doesn't just have to be a holiday that's based on a brutal, bloody and misogynistic history, although it seems like a lot of our history is quite frankly based on brutality, blood and misogyny, but that's neither here nor there, um, is massages. Now, massages, the science here, I couldn't find as many peer reviews studies on this, but um, I'm just summarizing things that I could see over and over and over again, various places. Receiving massages releases serotonin and dopamine. It um, is shown to have a reduction in cortisol. Cortisol is the stress hormone. Cortisol is also linked to excess weight. So there's some argument to be made that massages could help you lose weight. And I'm not just talking about like a lymphatic drainage massage, which literally helps you get rid of like excess lymph in your body, but just like any sort of like touching of the body could via reduction in cortisol help you lose weight. Um, there is some evidence that massages improve memory, focus, and concentration. Again, I've not been able to confirm this via peer-reviewed studies, unlike the other things I listed. There was a 2009 study on massages on infants, which showed that massages accelerate brain development, in particular visual development in infants. So I thought that was really interesting. And there was some addition, uh, some evidence that in addition to releasing physical tension, massages can release stored emotions. Again, I haven't been able to confirm this via peer-reviewed studies. I do hear it anecdotally all the time, and there are a lot of like massage therapists that really consider themselves to be bodywork practitioners to help you release stored emotions. In fact, there is one in New York that I'm planning on seeing when I get back to the States. I will report back on how that goes. And the fourth and final way that you can show yourself love on Valentine's Day or any other day that you're listening to this based on neuroscience is chocolate. Now, this is going to come with a massive caveat, but I'm first going to list the benefits. So the flavanols, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly because it's actually a word that I've only seen um, written and never heard out loud, but let's just call it flavanols. And if you know that I'm doing it wrong, please write in. Um, the flavanols and cacao can improve blood flow to the brain. Studies show that eating cacao appears to improve attention, verbal learning, and memory. Other studies show that cacao may help maintain cognitive function in older adults and help prevent dementia. Um, chocolate can release oxytocin and dopamine, which we've talked about a lot today, which can make you feel lovey and happy. But here is the very massive caveat. Dairy and sugar that is not bound to its fiber source, aka cane sugar, processed sugar, coconut sugar, maple syrup, etc., undo all of these benefits. So these benefits really are from like raw cacao paste. So something that looks like chocolate, but has no sweeteners or dairy in it. My recommendation I always make myself these like healthy chocolate date things and they're so fucking good and all of the sweetness and all of the creaminess come from whole foods only. So I take medjool dates, I take the pits out and then I 
pour almond butter in there, raw almond butter. I put unsweetened cacao paste in there, cacao nibs, and unsweetened dried coconut. You eat the whole thing and it is like the most decadent thing in your mouth ever. And like I've blown a lot of hot guys, so I would know. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I just like can't say in your mouth without a blowjob joke. But like really, it's so good and it's like so good for you. It's only whole foods. You don't get any of like the insulin issues that you would get with um, any sort of like sugar that is not tied to its fiber source and you're still getting all of the sweetness and all of the deliciousness. Okay, that is all I have for you guys this week. Um, Happy Valentine's Day. You guys are all my Valentines. Um, Like not to be cheesy, but I actually really, really love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. This has been a bit of a weird show because I've never had this specific tech issue and now I'm like so in my head that I'm not going to be able to recover the beginning part of this show before the computer crash. So that's quite literally all I can think about right now. But you know the drill, rate, review, subscribe. Um, You know, she's your diligent, vigilant girly who will never leave you hanging no matter what the fuck happens. And um, I will see you guys next week and I'll recap Tasmania and talk about God knows what. If you have any suggestions, write in. Um, Seriously, love you guys. Happy Black History Month. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Super Bowl. Happy Rihanna Day. Happy all of the things. Talk next week. Bye.